Friends, Romans, countrymen, and welcome to the 12th episode of the fourth time around. 12 episodes, that's pretty good. I got my co-host uh, my co-host here on the left side of, of the internet, Mike, and his name is Gregory Clyde Wolf II. Greg, how are you doing this week? Good, boys. How are you? Good, man. How's, uh, how's the week treating you? All right? Oh, okay. You know, yeah. hey. this little that, strikes yeah. and gutters. Right, strikes and gutters. All right, cool. And on the right side of the of the internet, we have uh, Michael Mayella from uh, from Brooklyn. Right. What is going on? What's Greg, up, Mike? How, how you doing? This uh, week? I'm great. Yeah. Um, but Greg sounds like he's eating something. He is. He's probably eating some and, cookies. Um, Are you eating cookies, Greg, right now? No, no. Are you making sure <laughs> that the the packaging seal on your action figures is still? Uh... Yeah, that's still airtight. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, just going through every one. Making right. sure they're all. That's good. And I'm uh, I'm your third co-host, Ross Everett Olsaber, and uh, and welcome. Tw- at twelve episodes, twelve weeks. What do you guys think? Not too bad, huh? Three months down the line. Yeah, yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, not it's, bad. Uh, I think yeah, we lasted much longer than I think. Than uh, I thought. Yeah. I thought we would. So. How do we how do we hit that? Because here's the thing. I think we're like at at about two hundred listeners. How do we hit that thousand mm-hmm. mark? Mm, I think you have to have like promotional stuff like I'll give (laughs) you a signed copy of like I think the mug was a great idea on my part true that was a good idea yeah photo with my face Um, I think just doing little stuff like that like maybe a signed photograph of me right Um, this all has to do with you this is sort of this is sort of interesting that you think that this would be the best way to sell our show because well okay well look the next time the three of us are in one place together we'll get a group photo of the three of us yeah sure yeah we'll sign it no, this uh, is, I don't think anybody would pay it for that at all. And then, like, yeah. the, so who in the right mind would pay anything for that? You could, I mean, you could. Well, you don't have to pay something, but let's say you bring in like ten listeners. We'll right. give you a sign, free signed copy of the three of us. That is, we're getting, and like we're we'll be in whatever pose. Now. Like we'll we'll be in whatever That's pose. A punishment. You want, up yeah, you. I no, yeah. I. Now you're putting what's us in like hats. Like you're selling us. We got to get a silly hat photo to get ten lists. I don't know how how far we're willing to walk that path there. Right. This isn't, uh, you know, we're not selling Tupperware here. We're not NPR. I mean, we don't have to go to the the depths, you know, in order to get people to sign up. Right. I like NPR. So So this show is, uh, is brought to you by Sierra mist. And uh, it's a cool, refreshing beverage on, uh, on even the hottest of days. All right. We're going to go ahead with our first, our first segment of, uh, of this week. And it's a new one. Uh, it's for Greg Gregory Wolf, and we don't tell Greg any of the segments when we give them. We just we just like to throw them on right at the show. So this yeah. segment is called Greg, Sage of the Comic Universe. Oh right. All right now, Greg, we have some questions for you. Um, we got some true and false kind of things, and then we have some more elaborate uh, questions uh, for those of you at home playing the home game. Um, this this will be uh, this is what we're going to do is ask Greg some questions about the comic universe in general. Um, and he's going to answer them, and we're just going to see uh, see where Greg minds, uh, where his lingers, you know, where he goes, you know, when he, when his maddened, uh, the maddened comic voice in him begins to speak. So, Mike, you got a question for him? I do, Greg. Okay. This is multiple choice. Okay. Don't screw this up. Don't. Got it. Who would make the best president? 
and you can define bet you could however you define best president as mm. a Captain America, <sighs> B Superman, mm-hmm. C the president of the U.S. as played by Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. Oh, he was good. He was good. And he was really good. And I'm sorry, but for me, uh, he was the first black president. So yeah. sorry, <laughs> Mr. Obama. Yeah. You're also forgetting the black president in Fifth Element. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, that's I, true. Yeah. Oh, he, that, he was yeah. from Friday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Probably the worst acting ever. Debo. He was Debo. Yeah. He was Debo in Friday. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good, too. He commanded some leadership. Yeah, pretty terrible for sure. Yeah, um, but stick to the question. What's going on here? Great. So, uh, D- um, oh, hey, you didn't let me finish the choices. So, oh, sorry. Look at this amateur hour. Uh, D. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> okay. Or E. Other. Wow. Okay. Think of. I just dare you to come up with better options than that. But I'll, um, <laughs> that, I'll give you that choice, Craig. Those are. I want, I'm leaning towards weirdly towards J.J. Abrams. I have no explanation for that. Yeah, you know, but, uh, I'm immediately guess, drawn to Morgan Freeman just because his his voice can yeah. solve any problem. Well, but here's the problem: like, thing. you don't want to pick uh, people who represent ideals like Captain America and Superman because mm. you know real politics is really dirty, and you know he's never gonna the he won't ever live up to the expectations that you you know set for these people. So those right. two are out. Uh, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. Um, is he aware that he was Lucius Fox from Batman? No, because it hadn't been made yet. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pre. You're mixing up your. It's, he doesn't it's know anachronistic about it. Yeah. If he knew that, yeah. Okay. Um, unless some time, unless there's some sort of time travel involved, which I guess you could argue that. You but, could argue that Morgan Freeman has um, mastered space and time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was low choice? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Oh yeah. I'm surprised they haven't mentioned that. He only made a couple shows. You know. <laughs> kind of like you know, lost. And yeah. Pretty. He's provided so many hours of entertainment for me. I mean, that guy. Everything he touches. Yeah, I don't think J.J. would want the presidency, frankly. Yeah, because he's too busy um, making like just terrible shows. He could probably, to go he could on probably make a good show out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm gonna go with Spawn. Good choice. Uh, just because uh, he's dead. Yeah, he is. He's so from, you don't, yeah. you don't have to worry about assassinations, and his cape is a symbiote. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, good call. So he doesn't really need a security team. Can you, know, you kinda... um, maybe just briefly just explain who he is, though, for listeners who might not? All right. Like, first of all, this is ridiculous that is. anybody has to explain who Spawn is. Right. Um, Spawn was a human, uh, and and he was killed, and uh, and he traded his soul uh, in order uh-huh. to come back and fight crime for for the devil. Right. Huh. He was gonna be the devil's uh, general of his yeah. legion. Of his legion, uh, yeah. and he and now he's so on Earth, and he has several different powers. He's got a cape, he's got some chains, he can teleport. Okay, but is he working for the devil still? Because I don't think we want that. As no, a there's president. kind of a there's kind of a fallout there. So yeah, he doesn't want to go along with the plan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I gotta say, Spawn. Okay, President Spawn. All right, good choice. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Thanks. So President Spawn, um, I believe the first undead president. Mm-hmm. So, mark well, it if you down. don't count Ronald Reagan, so it's well said. 
Well said. Um, so here's the second question for you, my man. Um, sh- let's just say that, that in one of Sherlock Holmes's adventures, Watson is, is killed. Ooh. Yeah. I know this is terrible because he's, like, he's one of my favorite characters. Um, but let's just say that he dies off somehow. And re- maybe in Reichenbach Falls, Sherlock doesn't fall off with Moriarty. It's Watson. And Watson dies. Who, who, who replaces, you know, who's, who's Holmes's new partner? Um, I'm going to go with uh, an alternative. Um, I'm going to go with Holmes makes a pact with the devil with Moliarty to resurrect um, Watson. Okay. And and that's, so we have Mephistopheles coming in from... No, 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 no. But, yeah, you bring... No, I, I have a feeling that, you know, with uh, you know 19th century uh, steam engine technology, they True. can resurrect him. That's true. Know. They can, yeah. Because uh, Frankenstein was around that time, right? True. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, true. So I'm you gonna go. You say go undead again? I think. Okay. It seems to be a theme here. Yeah. All right. So nobody from the comic universe could step up and be Sherlock Holmes's partner. It's just he has to resurrect him. That's it. I think. Well, you know, Holmes. Once you eliminate everything that's possible, the impossible has to be true. That's right. Uh, that and, was you almost got his maxim right. Yes. Right. So um, basically, I believe it's whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Okay. There you go. So uh, he would go through all the choices he could pick for his for his uh, sidekick. Yeah. And, and he would realize uh, he would... that Watson was the only one. Correct. Okay, that's a great answer. All right. Uh, third question. Go ahead, Mike. Hit him. Right, uh, Greg. Dino chickens. Okay, Dino I'll chicken. say it again. Dino, Dino chickens. chickens. They're going um, to be a reality soon, like within five years. They told me on 60 Minutes, uh, scientists. They think they can make dino chickens. So basically taking DNA from dinosaurs and putting it and manipulating genes in the eggs mm-hmm. of chickens. Uh-huh. Since they're an ancestor of dinosaurs. Some scientists, yeah, there's, yeah. Huh. Okay, they're going to be reality, reality soon, like within five years. Will they try to eat humans, for one thing? And if so, what can we do to, um, uh, like, uh, defend ourselves? Right. And also, well, I would... Invo- also, yeah. do you, like, personally have some sort of, um, you know, some sort of secret about Weaknesses of dino chickens. About how to combat them and yeah. does it involve becoming bionic? Yeah, okay. futuristic in some manner. Okay, so wait, are these actually just big chickens or actually resurrecting dinosaurs? Well, I think the potential is there to actually get full grown dinosaurs eventually, but I think I'm they imagining think they can make it'll be a hybrid chicken dinosaur. Right. I'm imagining a chicken with like a stegosaurus back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I would think um I would Which think sounds some, just like science, right? So. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with some fringe element like PETA will capture nice. some of these chicken dinosaurs and either let them loose either in the northwest or they'll be set free. And I have a feeling these things will breed pretty quickly like chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I have a feeling that part of this country is going to become a wildlife preserve for these things. Sure. Right. Just because it, you know Pop- it'll just be a done deal, it won't be able to contain them. Yeah. Right. You know, right. we'll be too busy trying to get people out of there, let alone kill these things. So, um, I mean, here's what I'm thinking though too. What if some scientist thinks, oh, why don't we try this with like eagles or you know vultures? A vulture, you know? dino, dino right. vulture. 
Now right. that could start to get dangerous, I feel like. What about if you could infuse, like, a, a dino human? Well, see? Now there you go. And that's the way science is going nowadays. Right. They, they look at any – and they can do it. Yeah. Man, there's going to be – it's going to happen. No, I think you've gone you've gone crazy and you watch it. Yeah, you've got a little rogue there, man. Yeah, you're way off the reservation, is, buddy. Yeah. But see, here's the other thing. It's movie. I mean, this is Jurassic Park becoming reality, right? No. So, and it didn't take that many years <laughs> no, it's from not, movies. It's not really like Jurassic Park coming well, to reality. But. They're gonna have dinosaurs. This there's a scientist <laughs> I saw in 60 Minutes. Is like he's convinced we're gonna. He's, it's his mission in life to make dinosaurs. <laughs> to make us aware of of. He's a, a brilliant guy too. Yeah. But. So is he basically taking the DNA of a chicken and dialing it back a couple million years? Well, I think they can use some of the DNA that it was like some of the incomplete DNA that's in um, because they actually found. (laughs) Okay, this is getting very scientific. (laughs) This is is really out of character here. Go ahead. I want to hear this. It is out of character, but I watch a lot of TV. Yeah, right. That compensates for it. This was on 60 Minutes, and the scientists there, they found um, the dinosaur bones that the scientists dissolved. Yeah, it, they found um, blood vessels left over, no. like okay. real blood vessels, like no, eighty million no. year old blood vessels. Oh, okay, I got they you now. Over and over with other bones, and they found these blood vessels, which Mike, means you have Mike. DNA in there. Okay, <laughs> what you're telling me right now is the plot of Jurassic Park. Right? Was it in? Right, was it in this is real. I saw it on TV, and this is real. <laughs> I know you saw it on TV because you were flipping in between sixty minutes and mm. Jurassic Park. Mm, I don't. Nah, I don't. Yeah. Maybe, All right. But Greg, so Greg, let's get back to the point here. Greg, uh, you know, do you think they're going to attack humans, the dino chicken? Absolutely. Okay. I think it's revenge. I think it's going to see its brethren chickens being slaughtered by the billions in the industrial farming, industrial and, farming industry, and then come yeah. after us. So right. you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but do you know something? Do you have secret capabilities to become bionic yet? And will you share that with me if this happens? Um. I think you have to be half robot to do, to, to survive this. Yeah, I, I have some ideas so. of who I can go to be, become bionic, yeah. Okay. okay. Good. All right, so here's the last question for you, Greg. Is that all right? Go ahead. Got one more coming for you. The Punisher, also known as Frank Castle, uh, yep. returned from Vietnam only to see his family slaughtered by a rogue hit gone terribly wrong in a park. Mm-hmm. And, and he decided that he would take vengeance upon those that the law could not punish. What would you tell the Punisher to get him to, to lay down his weapons? What would you you're, say well, to him to get through? You're, yeah, you're, you're assuming I, I want him to stop. That's but. true. But let's say there is a condition that, that there's no crime anymore. You know, The crime families have all been dismantled. It's a, it's a peaceful world. What do you I would tell? say I would say how would you like to be the first sheriff of Mars? That's awesome. I, I would send him to another I'd send him to the mission to Mars to keep the peace over there. I don't understand. Well, well I because, mean you're, Mike, you're, he's, too, he's yeah, it's too volatile to keep on this planet. And he's only good at one thing. You know? He's only good at one thing that's killing and yeah. can you live on Mars though? I don't think you can. Well, we're going to start colonizing in about I'd wait, say 30 wait. years. Just literally like five minutes ago, you made a, a perfectly insane argument mm-hmm. for the existence of dino chickens. And yet, this is where I don't. And yet the plausibility of us being able to live on Mars has you stumped. Right. Well, yeah. I didn't hear it on TV, so yeah. So it can't be true. <laughs> no, yeah. Not gonna so happen. you send the you send the Punisher to basically because you got to get him you got to get him off of here. You got to give him a job to do, and Mars is his new his new job. Right. 
All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for playing uh, Greg, Sage of the Comic Universe. All right. Now, I want to just uh, throw this in in the middle here. It's kind of a, it's kind of a new segment um, that we're just going to talk about sort of briefly, but it's called uh, Current Affairs with Fourth Time Around. Uh, it's our it's our NPR uh, like segment, so everybody sort of talk uh, talk a little lower, um, very slowly. Yeah, very calmly. Yeah. The world is disintegrating around you, and, and we are calm here in the studio. Um, so we have some current affairs, and we're just gonna we're gonna kind of have a round table talk it. So Mike, go ahead. What you got? Uh, right. Well, um, you know, I watch the news a lot, and uh, yeah. all the time actually, because. Uh, Usually I'm just home by myself, so I'll just leave the TV on, like CNN, all day. Yeah. And um, so, okay, here's one thing that's going on. This week, President Obama is uh, he's uh, been visiting China. Yeah. Big deal. His first big trip to China. It's true. And uh, he's meeting with the uh, president there. Okay, get this. Um, so I'm driving in the car the other day. Yeah. And they say the president of China's name uh. is President Hu. Get that? Yeah. His no, name is Who. Yeah, I got that. Okay, it's spelled H U, but no, you can't understand. Like, like, who is it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, knock, knock, who's there? You see what right. I'm saying? Now, I laughed so hard and loud. Long <laughs> God, did you were. I, I just was. That just made my day hearing that when I was driving yesterday. Can I? I mean, I was like. I don't even know what to – I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know what yeah, to say what, to you right who? now. Okay, but anyways, so here's the thing, though, that worries me. <laughs> is that they're all talking about with Obama yeah. in China. He's talking to the Chinese president, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just see like um, – nah, never mind. So the big <laughs> thing that's on everyone's minds, though, okay, is, what keeps yeah. me up at night. Yeah. Is that the dollar is losing value? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing: mm-hmm. China pretty much owns us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like, we buy so much stuff from them, and they buy like a tiny little bit from us. And the problem is, like, we can't. Um, <laughs> this is this is I like your simplifications here, but yes, continue, please. Yeah. Here's what. Yeah. So yeah. here's what's gonna happen. What I'm getting at is. Yeah. What are you getting at? Yeah. Please. Where, get the please, God, get We're about two years away from becoming communists, <laughs> and I don't know about you, but this really bothers me. Well, becoming what? Uh, Homeless. Communist. communist. Oh, communist. Oh, oh, Mike. So. Why do you? What? I thought okay. I thought you were gonna ask a question like about the economy or yeah exactly. So where's the economy? And why two years? Why is it two years? Hit this exploit. Run that down for me. Uh, um, just because I think it'll take about that long, <laughs> based on what I know about economics and politics. <laughs> right. So once okay. the once the communism gene is planted, it takes about two years in order but for like, that. The Chinese aren't communist anymore, Frank. Practically, um, well, I think they're still pretty communist. Not, I mean, not really. They have a free market now. I mean, it's controlled from the top, but it's they're not yeah. really. If anything, they're a fascist country. Well, communist. they still have human rights abuses, and see, like now we can't. We don't even talk to them about that anymore. It's like, well, maybe you could not do that because <laughs> they own us. So, my point is, we don't have any leverage, Mike. Let okay? me just once you lose leverage, you don't get it back. Okay. Yeah. So we're pretty much 
the communist. I mean, your ability to take totally disparate pieces of information and somehow weave them together with a timeline. Into an insane hole. (laughs) Into what only could be called, at best, delusional. Madness. I mean... But I tell you what, when you guys turn pinko, I'm going to be... So you're gonna. So it's the John Birch Society, and you're you're heading it up. Exactly. Yeah, Mike Uh, Mayo. I'm gonna bring McCarthy's. Gonna come back, man. This is gonna be like the '50s all over again, and I'm gonna be heading it. Yeah. I'm gonna be like you, commie, son of a bitch, commie, and I'll just. God. But I think I could spot them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this away from from what is what has become one of the saddest moments in this show's history. Yeah, in the short I mean, history, it's already the short history. This is oh man. All right, so I have a current affairs question that doesn't involve uh, delusional raving. Yeah, um, thank you. You're welcome. So this is a true story, and nothing like the the babble that, that you just listened to for about five minutes. Is that that Santa's? You know the Santas at the malls. Yes. And at the stores, they're lobbying so they can get their H one N one. Oh, shirt, yeah. Because you know, their argument is they have to deal with a lot of children. Right. Um, what do you? What do you? Valid? Valid argument? Or I think it's valid, but I would get a better job. <laughs> well, mean, well, I mean, sometimes that's the only job you can get. I mean, it's hard out there, Mike. You know? No, definitely should get one. Like uh, you, Mike. You have a real good job, don't you? Or I don't really work. Yeah, solid, solid argument. So, what do you think? Uh, what <laughs> do you think, Greg? Yeah, of course, because number one, they're in a risk. Usually, they're older guys. Usually, yeah. retirees, so they they're at greater risk because they're older. And it's kind of like an airport for kids, you know. You're gonna, right? He he's in the hot zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, sure. So, and there can only be what a couple hundred, maybe maybe a thousand Santas. Oh, I think you know? I don't. Where did you? But I, there's probably I don't know. There's probably more than that. Yeah. However many know. malls, How many malls do you think there are in the United States? You can't Less? think of more than a couple thousand. Probably a lot of malls. Yeah, yeah. a couple thousand. It's a couple thousand that's, Santa. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, definitely. Because the kids, why would a parent want to bring their kid to something that could get their kid True. a stick? Uh, that's a yeah, good point. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Right, I mean, so, if I had. Well, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I mean, the, the, I, th- I would think a lot of them are, I think you have to be like 60 or 65, maybe 65 to to be eligible to get the vaccine, or at least in New York. Um, yeah, I don't know how be, most yeah but, but also there's mitigating circumstances. I bet they're, you know, they do all the schools. I don't know mm-hmm. if they do teachers, but... Like a controversy yeah. here in Texas was some prisoners were getting, you know, right. the vaccine here. Really? Yeah. Right. And you can't, you can't even find it here in Texas for anybody, even the kids. So. I mean, I have a stockpile, really? but I'm not, I'm not giving it to anybody. No, 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 no. The kids got to die first for you. You know, you're, I'm you're just tech. building up an amazing yeah. immune system. That's how, what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. All right. So the fourth time around, then we are, uh, we're, we're in favor. Yeah. Right. Oh right. yeah. I would vaccinate them. Anonymous. anonymous. Uh, okay. We're, we're in unanimous favor of it, I guess. So, all right. Well, that was, uh, that was current affairs. Um, or we should call it just the ravings of a lunatic. Yep. Named Mike Mayola, well, uh, at least that time around. So uh, you only right. have two years if you're out there in the free market system. Enjoy the next 24 months because it's all you got left. Yep. Uh, so. Might as well get your gray, uh, your gray jackets and your uh, yeah. little Mao, your Mao hats. And- yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what we gotta fight. We gotta combat it. We have to at least have a plan. Which okay. reminds me of one of the greatest movies ever made. 
Oh, oh, goody! Here we go. I know this is going to be um, Red Dawn. Yeah, Red Dawn. Wolverine. Wolverines. I mean, yeah. let's, let's now. This is a movie for those of you who haven't, who are playing the four-time round home game, where Russians invade. This is during the height of the '80s. Um, you know, the sort of uh, the sort of post Cold War. Actually, we'll still know. Well, let's see, '89. Well, yeah, so we're close there. Um, you know, and Russians invade invade a, a small town in America. Yeah, Northwest. In, in uh, the movie. In the movie, yeah, yeah. It's, no, this really did happen in 1989. You just slept through it. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, in the movie, and Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen and a group of other uh, of other people m- must fight them off. So right, right, yeah. Uh, I think a, a prophetic movie in many ways, according to Mike's future. So right. right. Well, yeah. No, well, that was the Russians, though, right? See. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a Russian communist is different from a Chinese communist. And you can spot the difference because you're 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 cultured like that. Well. I am cultured, and yeah, clearly, because the U—that's um, the, the vibe I get from from most. Well, see, a Russian communist is going to back down because we found that out, right? They—they they didn't last too long. Well, I like now, how you, Chinese I are. like how you include we, like you—you you personally tore down the wall. Right, '89, you <laughs> yeah. were there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike, I, just, I, just hit, I was about to hit puberty, so yeah. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike just took an American flag, the 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 end of it, and bashed it through the the yeah. wall. Yeah. So. Uh, well, there was this America. Russian guy that lived in my neighborhood as a kid, and I remember uh, I ran up and kicked him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do it like 30, 40, what is it? This is the 30th anniversary or 20th? 20th, but yeah. 20th, yeah. yeah. So you like ran up to a Russian guy and kicked him in the shins. I went yeah, back and found it. Yeah, I found it. This is it. for the blockade, you know, that type of thing. Right. right. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're going to move on to our third segment. Speaking of Red Dawn and, and excellent movies, um, yeah. Starring Emilio Estevez. Now I don't know. We're going to do our normal segment uh, that we've been doing a couple times now. Greg at the movies. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Greg, what do you got for us, buddy? All right. Well, you know, we talked about the movie 2012. We did. And um, how it was just going to be an abomination of a film. A film, yeah. True. And, uh, of course... Lo and behold, it, it's the top uh, box office get out producer of this week. It's made, get this, $230 million worldwide in only a week. And it's it made most of its money in the foreign market. It made $160 million, uh, in the foreign market. Huh. Yeah. Who's, so, he why, does, you know, Emmerich does it again. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Let's Let's think about that for a minute. I think the rest of the world wants some escape, you yeah. know, and they just want to go to the movies and, and turn off their brains. Uh-huh. And so you know, watching the and, whole world, like, destroyed is... Right. They – and, yeah, they want to they wanna just keep their minds off the current recession, I guess. Cause, well, it also starring John Cusack and Woody Harrelson, so, you know. What did you Woody just Harrelson's say? Harrelson's in it? Wait yeah, Woody Harrelson's in it, yeah. I don't think he's in it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Woody Harrelson is not. He's already been in, like, he's already got two movies that are out right now. He's in Why Zombieland. Does... Yeah. He's yeah. in Zombieland and some other movie. The I Mexican would never, for, they never should meet on screen. That's like a vortex of doom. I well, mean, maybe that's what causes the destruction of the Earth. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So, like, yeah, I don't know why the rest of the world would be more likely to see it. I don't know. Maybe they just had better um, advertising. Maybe uh, they have better taste in movies than us. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that, this definitely proves it otherwise. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, they've already made their money back. It cost two hundred million to make this movie. Yeah. Now they're in, now they're in the black. So two hundred yeah. million. That's incredible. 
Yeah. But how does it cost that much when, like, most of it is, like, the special effects are all just computer? Yeah, that it's, costs money. Yeah, that right, costs a lot. It costs a lot of money. Yeah. Not like you're building huge sets, you're just doing it on a screen. That the costs, Mike, you're building those sets. That's technician. That's a lot of money that goes into that. Yeah. And you're paying you're paying people to build that world in a computer. That takes a lot of art and time, and you know those, those artists are just billing them per hour, kind of a thing. Man. Yeah, I man. I don't like that. I don't like all that CGI that they use in movies now. Well, you better get used to it. I'm not going to get used to anything. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 they remade Spartacus like uh, with nothing but uh, but but CGI backgrounds, it'd be it'd be the end of it for you, huh? Like, uh, I wouldn't like. It. What do you mean? I would then remake Spart. Oh, like if they did a complete remake? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With like well, I know, you know I know the remaking. Um, uh, what is Clash of the Titans? That is a terrible idea. I don't know what that yeah. is. They've already the made it. Yeah. It's terrible. But we'll yeah. go. We'll allow. So, so what else you got for us on 2012, Greg? Is that the new update? That it's just rocking at box office. It's just, it's just defied all critics, common sense, and the common good. What do you mean? Well, for the record, I never said I didn't want to see it. I kind of, I, I think I actually said that I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. What? I might not pay to go see it in a theater, but. Matt, Mike, this is look. Just go down to Queens or the Bronx or whatever you get your illegal film. Yeah, bootleg it. What are you talking about? Bootleg that sucker, man. Seven, pay seven fifty for the bootleg, buddy. I guarantee you can go outside your door and find it. (laughs) Oh, I know. The the laundry method I go to every time I walk in, there's this Asian lady, probably a communist, and uh, (laughs) see, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Infiltrating. See, and the, here's the thing, though. Uh, you no, just there, say, hey, a, proves, proves you're wrong because she's she's using the free market. She's capitalism. selling something. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good point. Actually, that's bad for our, our market because selling the, those bootleg copies of movies is hurting the, the movie industry. Uh, but it's still, it's still creating growth, though, even, even however small it might be. You're still – What in uh, – where – You know what? What in God's it? name happened here? I don't, I don't know. I mean, this what? Greg's creating growth. Yeah, crap. what is who? Whole growth this, of crap is just this, been, this is madness right now. All right, so have, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so 2012 is the top movie. Um, everybody out there, go see it. Uh, Sierra Mist. Uh, take a Sierra Mist with you when you go, uh, and enjoy it. I'd also like to get back to something that we brought. We talked about last week during our zombie escape plan, and someone sent us a really good. Um, a really good uh, uh, kind of response and, and in kind of his own way. Um, and we're just going to call him uh, uh, Mr. Anonymous um, from, from Texas. Uh, and Mr. Anonymous is a, is a, a hired assassin. And uh, that's why he wants to remain anonymous. And his ideas for the, uh, for the zombie escape plan, uh, does anybody, I have, I have an ankle brace, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And he wanted to bring morphine. Right. Right. Yep. And, and what was the third one? Oh, drumsticks. That's right, drumsticks. Drumsticks. Yeah. yeah. Now, the ankle brace, I think, is genius because cause he's brought us to an excellent point in these type of uh, events, you know. And it's that when the, the lady is running through the woods, she inevitably always trips. Right. It's, Hurts it's her ankle. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. If it's just us three, who would fall down and break her ankle? Yeah, Mike, definitely. Mike, definitely. What? What are you talking about? I'm nimble. I'm I'm extremely. I'm just uh, saying if it was us three running through the woods, you would be the most likely to fall and hurt your ankle. Right. If anything, we would trip you so we can get away. Now, it's very important that we should say we should we should do a caveat here because um, if it was if these items were given to us, things might go a little a little wrong because the morphine wouldn't make it right. Difficult to think about. Why? What do you mean? 
I mean, I would just be gone really fast, I think. So you I, have a low, uh, uh, what do they say, like a tolerance of pain? Yeah, no, not at all. But they say women have a really high tolerance, which makes sense because when they give birth. Right. And, they, and they put I up, don't know how that even works. That should not happen. But yeah, it does. I don't know what God or nature was thinking when they. So yeah, I mean, I think the. I'm just. I, I think it would be better if someone, if like, if if someone else had these three items because I think Mike would trip in like the first one minute. Yeah. And the you know the ankle brace goes onto him. Right. You know, and I I shoot the morphine for no reason. <laughs> just like because if anyone needs it right now, it's Mike because he's in pain. No, he doesn't need it as nearly as I do. I, I'm you know. <laughs> he's got you got the itch. Yeah, the, I got the itch, man. Well, look, so. the reason the reason that Anonymous wanted us to get morphine is because he's a you know as an assassin he knows what's up. Right. If you the morphine will mask your pheromones, right, or your adrenaline. Let's ah. see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. A, what are the, we need the a doctor here. I don't know what those are. What, what did the letter say? Ronis, it said something about. I mean, I don't know. Something about dopamine receptors. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so basically, guy, you know, the, the zombies won't be able to sense us if we are all high on morphine. Well, first of all, I think that is a wonderful idea. Right. So well, if that's anything, the reason be it's happy. not for. Yeah, at least uh, like when the zombies. when. when when the ankle brace, you know, like kind of breaks and falls off Mike's and, and, the, and the zombie eats him, we don't mm-hmm. care. Wait, right. what? We're in a warm, fuzzy place. Exactly. So, if anything, okay. So, if, if they can't sense us, we can take our sweet time. Right. And then uh, I guess the drumsticks. I think he wanted us to play a song or something after you, we escaped a guitar center I, or something. I think that we could just we could like do the pipe. You could you know do the piper thing and just start like a, a you know try and march them out of town. Yeah. And you get a lake or something. Yeah, you get a little. So why why do I why do I trip and fall? Because if the the three of us were in a zombie movie, you're the most likely to trip and fall. Terrible team. You're supposed to help. No, we would put the ankle brace on you. Absolutely. Yeah, and then shoot you up. I think that's a pretty good friend, Mike. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, if I had friends like that, I'd never leave the house. You shoot me up with morphine. Well, what we we had left of it. And then leave me. Yeah, right. After we after we shoot up because we don't want to be. There's no weed, okay. but yeah, Sorry. After, Ross. Yeah, I no, I get the shakes, so it's real important that you keep. Up. <laughs> it's necessary um, for running. So this brings me to another question, though. Like, okay, let's just like let's further riff on this idea. Um, like, if if an outbreak happens in in your city, you know, right. what like you're in charge, Greg? You're in charge, and this and this horrible zombie outbreak has occurred in your town. What do you what do you do? Do you, do you quarantine the city? You send the army? Do you just nuke it? No, you you basically. You you hold yourself you hold yourself up in some defensible position. No no no, I'm not talking about about you personal. I'm talking about let's say you're in charge of the contingency plan of the city. Okay, which yeah, here's the problem. It's like a you know you can't stop the spread of this stuff. You can only save us. You have to. It's cut you know it's cut and burn kind of a thing. You know so I'm you got to you got to cut it out. Just just nuke you gotta it. you gotta accept the fact that there's gonna be a lot of collateral damage. Okay, what and, that is and, terrible. All right, Mike. That, so, Mike, you're in charge. You're in charge of a city, and this Orwell right. outbreak goes. What's your contingency plan? What do you do? Do you send the army? Do you what do you do? You do the Pied Piper thing into the uh, to a wall of fire? Or you know, what do you what do you do? Like I'm just in charge of one town. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's say in Mike in uh, in Mike town, uh, zombie uh, uh, outbreak has occurred. What do you do? Well, it's a good question. I think yeah, we would get um everybody to like usually people in movies. I think they hide in basements. Yeah, usually. It usually works for a while. So I'd probably tell people to hide um, anywhere they can from the zombies, like underground, because I don't think the zombies can find them if they're sure. under, like, in a basement. 
and then I'll go while everyone's hiding, and I I'll try to take on the zombies by myself. A whole okay. okay. So you're dead, basically, is what you're telling. Right. You're no. Gonna, no. You're sacrificial lamb. I have some stra- No. I, well, maybe if I have to be. I, I, I pictured it more like as Beowulf. So basically, you know, your but, contingency plan is martyrdom. Right. Well, no, I would always succeed. I mean, come on, it's American. Yeah, it's an American story, so. That's true. It's a success story. Yeah, it is a success story. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably call Morgan Freeman and ask him what he would do. <laughs> yes. He would know. He Full would. Full circle. Yeah. What do go. I do? He would know. And he'd say, um, I don't know, he'd probably just start telling me a story about Andy Dufresne, and I'd be, no, Morgan. Yeah. Zombies. I mean, I'm with, I think, I'm with you, uh, Greg. I mean, I think that as hard it is uh, to admit, um, as 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 much medical knowledge as Mike has in this type of situation, um, I think yeah, I think you might just have to have to have to bomb it from the air. Yeah, no, you got to nuke the place. That's yeah. terrible. What if your family's in there? Yeah, look, that's a hard choice. But I mean, Mike, you, it's a better death than, than you know, zombification. Than zombification. And if look, Mike, if it was if I was a zombie, all right, right. I would want you to put me down, sir. Right. Two bullets in the head. Bam. It's not. Well, yeah, I mean, the second one I think is a little unnecessary, but yeah, definitely put at least one. Yeah, you got to make sure, Ross. Yeah, well, I think that's just driven by your hatred of me, and <laughs> less by necessity. But yeah, and you got to fight. I mean, I think you got to just fight, even if you know you're going to die. Yeah. So you think well, like even as a zombie virus is inside you, you're, you're fighting other zombies as well? Um, no. Well, okay. Now we're talking about viruses. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's the implication. Well, shit. Then you just get. Some, I don't know. If that's how, that's how it spreads, it's like a virus. Well, sure. Why not? I guess could you get um, the CDC shoot. to make antivirus? Get some sort of yeah. anti. Get some sort of vaccine. It's like swine flu. This is very um, yeah, yeah, very scientific. I really, yeah, I really hope the swine flu turns into the zombie virus. I really hope so. No, see, but this is once again, this is what people don't understand. That if that were to to happen, ter- they're terrible. Well, it's one more reason why right. Santa Clauses should get the vaccine because right. we don't we want don't, it being we don't spread want to all the malls. Santa Clauses running yeah. like that's that's horrifying. Right. Well, I think yeah. it's even worse is what if the children become? This look, look at, think about right. that children yeah. zombies. Yeah, like in Dawn of the Dead. That is scary, man. Yeah, yeah. It is scary. Who also have swine flu? I guess I don't know. So yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, not only will they eat you, but you also get like a queasy feeling. Ah, I'm yeah. dying, but I have a swine flu stomach. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, I'm dying, and my stomach hurts. And I have swine flu. All right, let's knock it out with the last, uh, the last reader, the last reader email. Because um, we got, we got another one. We got more reader mail. Thank you for sending it. You can always uh, send email to uh, mikemaila at gmail.com or myself, rolsaver at aol.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you, so please drop us a line um, if you got anything to say about the show or you got questions because we love doing reader mail. And uh, go ahead, Mike. What's the, what's the reader mail question this week? Uh, sure. Uh, this listener. Um David, David, he says, um, and David is a is a construction worker, mm-hmm. right, right, I believe so. Works mm-hmm. in steel. He works mostly in steel. Yes, mostly but, in steel. Yep. His question: If they ever made a movie to tell the story of your lives, mm-hmm. what actor, dead or alive, in history would you choose to play you? First of all, let me preface this by saying that mm-hmm. if they ever made a movie of my life. It it I mean you don't you wouldn't want to watch that because mm. it would because just, of the quality of the film or just, no I mean I just mean it would be just failure after mm. you know it would just be a, a destitute tale. Do you think it would like just go like direct to DVD? 
I don't even I don't I think the interest level would be so low that I mean there are people uh, walking out of the focus testing after the first right. like 50. But here, okay, I'll tell you this is interesting cuz this what I thought of before I thought of okay. So I, I think before I could even like pick who I would want to play me, I yeah. think you got to think about okay, what kind of movie would it would it sure, be? Yeah. There's many different kinds of movies. Yeah. What kind like, of movies? How would you... your life be portrayed? Would it be like in a detective movie yeah. or romantic comedy? Yeah. Which is my least favorite of all movies. Sure. Well, what's Mike's movie? What is the genre and who play, who plays you? You want to know what I would want for my movie? Yeah. I totally want it to be a Western. Okay. Mm. I'm talking um, either like Unforgiven or Tombstone. Okay. And Because um, I would imagine myself being like a Wyatt Earp type character. Wow, your, <laughs> your delusions go so or, deep. Well, yeah. I think it's rare, like just speaking in like a clinical sense, that hmm. we've captured this in audio form. Right. You know, well, so we have evidence now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm wider, but I think. <laughs> but you're I, a wider of like. Well, figure. I'd yeah. like to make my life. If I were going to film my life, it would be like in in a western. So your first I'd wife like died so. of scarlet fever. So. Um, <laughs> that's right. Then your second wife dies of addiction to. Oh well, no, it would it's still follow yeah, my life. Like I'm never yeah. married. Like it's just an old bachelor. I'll just be like, okay, just like right. real life. I'm never married. So, so who plays you, Wyatt Earp, Mike? Um, that's a good question. I feel like I have. I want to be able to pick. See, because it makes a difference if you pick someone living or dead. Um, if I were going to pick a dead actor, it would be Cary Grant. Yeah, because that says a lot about you. But go ahead. He's just like impeccable, you know. But I, but it would be in a western, like Cary Grant on a horse with a hat. I don't Um, even know what kind of film you're describing, but go ahead, continue. Yeah. But I think if it were going to be a living actor, it'd be someone like Jason Schwartzman, you know, a little Jew guy, a little yeah, not uh, a little Jewish man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But in a in a a western. um, Yeah. But but like as a cowboy, okay. Jason Schwartzman as a cowboy, I think would be weird. But okay. Um, Greg genre and actor. Um, I gotta go space opera. (laughs) And um, why did I think of that? I mean, it's just so obvious. Yeah, but go ahead. You you picked you. I don't even know what that is. What is? It's you know, it's a term that that is reserved usually for the highest of the science fiction, like uh, Star Wars is considered a space opera. Really. Yeah. Or Xanadu. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Xanadu. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the guy who played Chewbacca. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think actually that's a real Wookiee, and no one played him. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'll be Chewbacca. I want Chewbacca as me, and it'll be completely foreign language. Cool. Uh, and, and so like Ron, and, kind of, but in space. Right. And Wookiee speak. Yeah. That says a lot about you, though. That's like you, yeah. you can't even picture yourself. You don't even think of yourself as a human. Like you're so otherly. Yeah, that like, you're, you can't you're, even relate. Like you don't even think of yourself in human terms. Anymore. Yeah, but I would want all the Wookies like here in, in Texas. Right. Yeah. So you just want to ch- really. So there's no humans in this movie. No, we're all Wookies. Just, I mean, because you can't. Cause but it still takes place in Texas. But it's still in Texas. Texas right. has been over annexed to uh, to, to Kershik, I think. Yeah, yeah, Kashi. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because here's the problem: like, no humanoid can speak uh, Wookie. Only Wookies. What is speak. the what is the language term for Wookie? It's not just Wookie, but go but go ahead. Right, and yeah. and in fact, there was a Wookie in one of the Zon books, I think, who had a speech impediment. 
which enabled her to speak English. Or I have basically. no idea what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. yeah. So no, everyone will be a Wookiee, and uh, you actually, Mike, you would be an Ewok. But uh, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike would make a great Ewok. It's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that part of it I totally understand. All right, so that's me. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Okay. Well, who would Russ be in your movie? Well, he would be a Wookiee, of course. Yeah, naturally. So I'm gonna go with my film. Uh, I'm gonna guess. Uh, you know, I don't want to bum anybody out, so I'm just gonna do a silent, silent movie. <laughs> you know, because I think that's the only way that that everybody's feelings will be spared. Um, right, but you still have dialogue. You have those cards in between. Yeah, but I, you know, but the thing is, it's like you know, like in a way, the silent movie like card was like Twitter. You know, you only had a certain number of characters to to right. get in there. You, you know, could have so, an entire movie just based on Twitter. Right. No, that's not what I want to do. But you know, <laughs> but it's you know, sort of a silent film. You know, that way everybody uh, everybody gets out. Uh, you know, with like the general impression of things, but but without all of the all of the the real the real sad stuff. Dialogue getting in the way. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. who would play you? Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, man, that's that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mark Hamill. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, okay. Is this pre? Uh, Pre uh, motorcycle, motorcycle accident. accident. How did I know you were going to say that? Um, yeah, now nah, no, I think he looks a little tougher uh, with the scars. So I'm going to go with post uh, post. Uh, when uh, when did this happen? When in did between, a um, in between the Star Wars films? Is that right, right? That's why at Empire he gets knocked down and cut by the by the, oh, uh, by the ice monster. Wow, how do you guys know this? Because we're ridiculous nerds. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. But let's like let's, so let's finish it off like this. We'll just let's do it this way because now now you know everybody personally. Like let's say there's a movie where we're all three. Like let's right. say that 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 we haven't done the ultimate bit of narcissism and just creating the show. But let's go even mm-hmm. further than that and right. say that they create a uh, create a movie. Okay. Right. Called narcissism. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and who, who who so we're all in the same movie. Who who yeah. plays us then? Do we have the same choices? Well. Because you got to think about it. so basically we have a Wookiee we got we got Mark Hamill we're the two Star Wars show up and mm-hmm. then and then we have Jason Schwartzman right. I think those are pretty good choices what if what if we all were ourselves in the film but we are playing uh, each other I see so, so who would like, you play who would you play Greg um damn here's the problem it'd be so fun to play Mike right because so just, I, that's ridiculous worry this is not a thing. I think we should do like a instead of a movie, do a, like a play. So one of us gets to play Mike, right? Different nights. But like, what if the sadness of being Mike like starts to starts to you know like bleed off into into your psyche? Like you right. start doing all this research and getting into the character. Right. Yeah, it you, just overcomes you. the character. Yeah, like you Snap. go you go too far and, go, and or you go too deep. Um, yeah, right. So <laughs> in their feet, they dunk too deeply. Right. So if we both play Mike. Yeah. No, I don't just... want to play Mike. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're playing me. My psyche you would never... do it like uh, like that Dylan movie. Uh, I'm not there, not there. Where they yeah. have all these different actors play uh, till it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I would play Greg. I want to play Greg. Greg. I think it would be that'd be exciting. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just because just because the amount of of reading of of dumb and named crap that I would have right. to digest to to be you. Right. Um, it it would take a while, but you I, could do it. Yeah, but I could do it. I mean, it's a challenge, and that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. So. Cool. Cool. Right. Difficult role. Do we get to fight bad guys in our movie of, or does it just have to be like our lives? Because if it's about our lives, then it's going to be really sad, long, boring. Yeah, and, and uh, it's really just kind of like a not a movie think, anybody would want to watch. 
Right. Maybe we could be like detectives in Brooklyn, like in the 70s. Yeah. Wow, it's so specific. It's Uh, like a Wookiee Wookiee detective. Right. Or I'm thinking kind of like, uh, you know, Life on Mars. uh, Kind of a... Right. We get to be like good cop, bad cop. Right. Good good Wookiee, bad. Right. Right. Because you always have to worry about me ripping someone's arm out of their socket. And then one of us dies and the other one, like maybe Ross gets shot and like Greg and me have to like get revenge. Yeah. Um, this gangster that uh, killed you. And so we go into like the worst part of Brooklyn and we get into like this awful fight and then like we get these chicks at the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, there's going to be chicks in this movie. It's going to be rated R. Like, Why? You know, it sounds like this is so. going to have violence and nudity yeah. and <laughs> well, everything I want in my life. <laughs> but, but I don't. can't have. I'm going to yeah, play into this yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, we've learned a lot about Mike Mela on the uh, on the twelfth episode of of fourth time around. Um, once again, if you like this week's show, uh, you can go to iTunes and uh, leave us a review. Either you can star it or you can you can leave an actual uh, review. We, we like either. Um, and don't be afraid to contact us. It's Mike Mela at gmail.com. Rolsaver at aol.com. Um, for our co-hosts out here on the internet, Gregory Clyde Wolf II, sure, and uh, Michael Mayella. Yep. And, uh, and I'm Ross Olsaver. And uh, have a good week. I was hanging out. Um, one of my good friends got married in Ireland, and I was hanging out uh, over there. And one of my buddies told the story about you go into the Chinese place where you have to order by number. You're familiar with this, right, Mike? Sure. Yeah, you got it. So you got to choose like 57. Anyway, his friend walks in, and he's like, "I'd like some orange chicken." And you know, she's like, "Order by number." And then she, and he goes, "Okay, 57." And then she looks back at the number and goes, "Orange chicken." That's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm about to buy my ticket, by the way, um, Ross, for, um, well, I was actually going to fly into Dallas in January. You should should fly into San Antonio and stay here. And then, um, well, I could do that, but Greg told me we could drive down together. Yeah. I wanted to look at a school in Austin, and then we could spend the weekend in Austin. <laughs> a school happens to be called University of Texas, but whatever. Yeah, I was like, what other school are you? Would UT, you UT Austin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little place called. There is no UT Austin. Whenever someone says UT, it's Austin. It's when, right. it's when they oh. designate the other stuff that it's another place. Really? Oh, I see. So UT. Can I just call it Austin? And people no, you can, just, you can just call it UT. I think everybody knows that that's an Austin. Uh, do they say uh? No, that's the don't ever. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. Why does, in, in any of these films we create about ourselves, why does always one of us die tragically? Because it's Mike's deal. He likes that you know, sex to drama. Sacrifice. You gotta have, yeah, you gotta, the stakes are high, man. Somebody's yeah. dead, you're like, oh, shoot. I mean, that's, I don't know.
Yeah. One of us has to die to make it entertaining. I I, yeah, that's what scares me about the way you think. But I, right, I, because that leads me to believe like, you probably like real life. who should oh. die. Yeah. Right? That's and, why if the zombies were coming uh, after me, I would trip you, Mike. That's exactly, and that's why I would have the knee brace. Yeah. I wouldn't use the knee brace on your knee. I would use it to bash you over the head and knock you out so the zombies can eat you. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, guys, what are we going to – And then you're uh, knocked out, zombie-eaten. Like, I knew you were a communist, Ross. 